Hello and welcome to Level Up and Friends. Uh, this is the next part in our Free Comic Book Day 2023 uh, special lineup, I guess, that we're doing. Um, you know, as usual, I'm your host, Scott. And then um, joining me, I have uh, one of our special guests, uh, Mark Robinson. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, Mark, what might people uh, most likely know you from? Uh, most likely, um, they would probably know me from uh, my work with Marvel um, mm -hmm. and from Image Comics. Um, okay. Image Comics, I did a series called I Love Trouble. Um, and Marvel, I did a bunch of different fill-in gigs. Um, Scroll Kill Crew, Miss mm -hmm. Marvel, some Spider-Man stuff, some X-Men, Wolverine stuff, Ghost Rider. So you kind of had your hand on like all of the Marvel uh, balls as well. I a, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I've been around. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've, touched, I've touched some, some, some good ones. Sure. How long have you, how long have you been a, a comic artist? Um, professionally, I started my career in 2003. I started okay. working with, started with uh, uh, Vertigo. I got my first gig working for Vertigo. Oh, that's cool. I would sad vertigo is sort of not around anymore. That was one of my favorite yeah. events for a long time. Yeah. 23. I that was when I kind of started getting back into comics because I was in high school at the time. Uh what right. book were you working on then? Um, the book I was working on was um Codename Knockout. Okay, I remember that oh. one. Yeah, yeah. I think a... I got it in trade. I don't think I got it in monthlies. Yeah, it was a like a, a spy versus spy, like kind of frisky farce i guess yeah i've noticed that like vertigo and like to a lesser extent like image and stuff they sell a lot better for us and when they get collected versus like the month to month versus like marvel and dc are kind of the other way yeah um i i could go anyway i think the, the way marvel mar probably markets in dc it's like you know i, I feel like they market it that they want the floppies to constantly be changing rotations and artists and different covers and all that stuff. Where yeah, it feels more yeah. like there's like a constant churn, especially at Marvel was like yeah. nonstop events versus yeah. like, I think the yeah. creator owned nature of like image and some of the other stuff is I'm making a story to last time, this long. which is yeah. why I like, like Sandman, for example, something I'm always going to sell. I mean, it helped that it just had a Netflix show. You know, right. just talking about you know vertigo, right. like vertigo books always like do well, and like image books usually like have a long like shelf life. Yeah, it's just anecdotally, I can only speak for what happens at our store and like what I see, but I, I it is something I've noticed. Um, sure. Yeah. So, what would you say were like some of like maybe your artistic influences on your style? Um, I mean, I grew up as a as an 80s, an 80s comic kid. So most of my influences are are Marvel related um, mm -hmm. artists. Um, you got your uh, Sal Bashima and and you had um, John Byrne, big John Byrne fan. I love John Byrne. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> we'll I, I mean, <laughs> I'm a huge Fantastic Four fan and he's got, oh, yeah. he was on one of the runs that I think I don't know if you want, I want to say like is in contention for one of the better Fantastic Four runs like up there with like Lee and Kirby 
you know i don't want to say one's better than the other there are different time periods and different going for different things but sure i think you're always you're always going to get that you're always going to get that like you know who was the better yeah i mean burn just burn 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 was a big influence um i was a big fan of paul smith oh yeah um michael golden Mm -hmm. um, those type of guys i think as i got more involved in doing the art of comics i started to go a little bit deeper into like my influence set um and it would go from like of course there's eisner um toth um i would say i mean i i'm a big ralph bosky fan i think uh, his stuff is great um and then i kind of sway into like the cartoonist type of um i guess um hemisphere if you will of like what i kind of gravitate towards as an artist yeah Um, i I find like my tastes now i'm not an artist but i find that like i'm a comic consumer though and i find my tastes kind of change depending on what the needs of the story are like like when it comes to like superhero stuff i like bold lines and like bright colors versus like if you were giving me like a noir story i that might not work i would like something a little bit more like scratch like scratchy or you know like a little bit more of a muted color palette yeah i mean yeah i wasn't really into i mean that was the thing with uh the i love trouble uh project um i had a uh i had a distinct want and desire to have that to feel a certain kind of way like a, a, a comic book oh i didn't want the glossy sheen paper i wanted that old vanilla like you know so when you open it it smelled like a comic book again and yeah and then you know there were some trials and tribulations we we, we went through our we, we went through some screw-ups with that like in the printing department mm-hmm. like where colors were just bleeding completely different oh really that paper oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's not something yeah. i think people like think about sometimes you know no we didn't <laughs> yeah. i didn't yeah. i didn't really think about it to just now i was like oh they're artists they know what they're doing yeah yeah. Right. And then like <laughs> now, I mean, and like you said, like with image, that was allowed and that kind of experimentation was out there and it was a one and done. Like, you know, you either hit or missed. It was either a success or it was a move. That was a bad move. But I mean, then, then basically the answer would be, the answer would be, uh, well, that's why everybody uses this universal printing process, Mark. And I'm like, well. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's some wisdom in that as well. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. The fact that you're allowed yeah. to experiment, I think, is cool. Yeah. Because, you know, hey, you don't know what might work better, you know, and like, I, I don't know that the fact that you're not like immediately told one way or the other is nice. Yeah. You don't know until you try it. I mean, and I think like, I guess because well, no. I guess because correct me if I'm wrong, but like you know, since Image is founded by comic book artists, I guess right. they're probably a little bit more amenable to like the artistic process i think yeah i think uh they were pretty much um open to like most of the suggestions i mean some of them were like you know well cost cost at the end of the day it is still a business they're not all going to become like the next walking dead right yeah when they were always warning you like you know just cut to the profit margins you'll be paying for it so yeah okay i guess i won't do that yeah but you know gotta keep the lights on too but the fact yeah. that that's it's not 
it's not they're just like well you got to do this many issues by this date or i mean i'm sure there's still deadlines but yeah you know, yeah you're not gonna have to do like one issue of spider-man right now and then they, ju- they jump you around um right i mean like you know we we're talking about some of your favorite artists like what were some of like your favorite like comic books like or runs or anything Ooh, um, i know it's always a big question like i i don't know yeah, yeah. My, my answer to that changes on the day you know yeah i mean i'm trying to think of like something that i've recently uh gone back to um i'm a big fan of the days of the future past run and the x-men the john oh, yeah, Byrne, claremont the, run. yeah the, the claremont era well you yeah. said you're an 80s guy that makes a lot of sense yeah um that was a really good storyline um I think what else? I mean, I was always a big, I was a big Avengers fan back in the eighties too. I guess eighties, nineties. Um, I was always a fan of that whole Hank Pym being a traitor and the what was it, the Brotherhood of Evil? Mm-hmm. They almost killed Jarvis. Oh, one of one of our store owners is uh, an enormous <laughs> Avengers fan, so he's going to know exactly what issue you're talking about. Yeah, I remember. I remember it was the Wrecking Crew. I just, I just liked the whole feel of like all these old school villains showing back up and like coming into the Avengers house like, causing problems. I feel like the 80s was <laughs> at least for superhero comics was like kind of a big reinvention decade. That's kind of when Batman I think got really like dark again and then they made the Joker the way he is now. Yeah, killing joke. Yeah, you know, they're talking about you bringing back like extremely goofy characters like the Wrecking Crew, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have magically it. enchanted construction equipment. Like, yes, that's a very that's such a, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I think that sounds amazing, but I think you know, it's, great. it's hard. I it's hard to take it seriously yeah. when they put it in serious contact. Yeah, I get it. But like, yeah, I mean, I own a comic book store, but like, I don't take especially superhero comics. I don't take them that seriously. I like when they have like some fun with it um but you know like i said there's different stories like there, i can point you at some serious books i'm sorry now i'm also looking at my shelf like oh man but, um, <laughs> look at our shelves yeah elf quest that was another run that i just i loved i know everyone swears by elf quest it's been on like my it's just a big blind spot for me i just haven't got, got around to reading it i think part of the problem is it's just like there's so much of it i'm just like oh yeah man. it's a lot um, you ever read Dreadstar? Dreadstar was another one I really liked. Man, I wish Greg was on this call. You're saying you're hitting all his. Greg <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but you'll you'll see him at Free Comic Book Day, which is nice. you know, exciting. Great, uh, you know, coming up on May sixth. I should probably plug that, although yeah. it'll be in the description and all everything for this episode. Um, yeah, Alpha Flight was another one. I really was big. I mean, I pretty much followed Burn anywhere he went. Um, I. Yeah. do a lot worse yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then he uh his fantastic four stuff was pretty good um I'm trying to think yeah, of runs i've got an art book an old art book by him somewhere it's not within arm's reach so i can't grab it but nice. i know i have it because it's got like nightcrawler on the front yeah yeah he was he was he was great um there was a couple of uh, walt simonson store that they were good some of those were good you know when he goes to hell all that good yeah. stuff when Beta Ray Bill shows up. Yeah, Beta Ray Bill. Those are the good days. I, I don't really know what's going on too much now. I mean, I don't, I, I most of my time I spend oh. involved in comics is actually making my own now. It's yeah, I was gonna like say, a, yeah, that's 
Yeah, you're making comics. It's still involved. Yeah. Speaking of, is yeah. there anything you're working on right now, or at least something that you're allowed to talk about? Yeah, I'm working on my own stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to go the self-publishing route. Um, I'm working on a project called The Super Chicks. Okay. And it is kind of like a love letter to Archie. Okay. Comics. Um, it's basically you got your three main um, superheroines, heroines. And they, um, they're, it's more of like whimsical Farsi, um, hence the, the Archie mm-hmm. um, kind of vibe. But, you know, I have like, you know, the big squeeze. It's like the big muscle, think like Ben Grimm type. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like the strong, strong woman on the team. And then I have Laser Girl, who is like the ace sharpshooter type. And... Um, and then I have uh, Agent G9. She's like the, the Black Widow, Russian, like, you know, type of like uh, espionage. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, they, 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 they all have their little quirks and things, you know, from being too busy texting their boyfriend across town during a big fight to breaking a heel in battle. That's fine. I mean, I'll be honest with you that I'm kind of excited. You said me sold on like it's like got an Archie vibe to it. You kind of yeah. sold on that. That stuff's very underrated. It is. Yeah. And Archie is a great is a great concept because they would get right into it from cover and like you yeah, know, you would get your main joke and you would go right into it. Yeah. And no messing around. And just I like the fact that you, they they would just work a three page. Three page little 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 quirky little story it had a little lesson in it, you know. Yeah, I, I do the same thing with um I, I one of the reasons I really appreciate like Carl Barks's comics, like his, his Disney Duck stuff, is like the longest they would give him is 10 pages and you'd sell this like world spanning like epic adventure. But like a lot a lot of them were like one pages and you just had to like be like, here's a whole story in one page, and it's just like even though it might be a gag or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I just That's great. Just watching him, like, again, I'm not an artist, but, like, as a comic book fan, like, you know, you like to think and engage with the media you consume. And just thinking about, like, the economy of space and stuff. I mean, this is really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, you know, one of the things going in was, like, yeah, I didn't want to do work in the format of just telling a same old, same old 22-page story. I wanted to break it up and have it in beats. So, like, I would say this story takes three to five pages long to tell. Tell it. Maybe yeah. it doesn't. Maybe maybe it doesn't even have an ending. It just it's like a blip. It just something happens in it that builds character for these these characters. It's not really more about the story, like with cartoons. It was like okay, you know, Tom Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Tom is harassing Jerry so much. And what does he do? He sends out a telegram to his tough uncle. Yeah. And he comes oh, in and he's all like puffed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know tough, you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The tough yeah. uncle shows up and all hell breaks loose. Like, you know, and then eventually there's a, a resolution is Tom is just like, you know, I give up. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I'll be friends with you. Like, I, I, I say like the succeed, the success just not to. Sometimes it, it's not a bit of a secret sauce to like a, like any story you're trying to tell in my opinion is like if it's if everything's kind of driven by the characters like people will go and and they're likable people kind of go along for whatever 
yeah. so like, as long as you, as long as the character's there you can kind of it's not like it doesn't matter you know yeah. it's like um you know people say like something way off topic but people say something like seinfeld was a show about nothing it was just about like these characters and just what they do in their daily life yeah. but like right that show whether you like it or not that show is extremely popular for the decade it was coming out sure. um but you know like i i've always described it as like at least for adventure kind of stuff um as long as it's likable characters on like kind of like ha- like i'm kind of doing something fun like it, you're good you can throw them through whatever and you'll go along with it but yeah i found the older i get the more i think about it versus the characters versus like the story like oh no we're being invaded by whatever alien race and just like punch for like 500 hours and then like like you know what i mean well you know no it'll be like a a four-part series about this whole thing like you know oh no it's it's, no it's 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 a (laughs) seven-part series but there's a there's an alpha and an omega issue and it has 40 (laughs) tie-ins and it interrupts all of the other stories going on not interested not interested in drawing all that yes (laughs) yeah yeah sorry it's I have a pet peeve about events and comic books. Yeah, both as both a as a consumer and a, and a retailer, just because it's like, yeah. oh my god, it's just so much, and then they don't solicit certain things yeah. as being tie-ins, and of course, everyone wants them all of a sudden. We have to order them two months in advance. I, anyway, I don't want to get too deep into inside baseball, <laughs> but uh, when when could people expect your uh, your well, super chicks? It was called right. Well, I wanted to have, I wanted to, I mean, the, the deal was, I don't know, this is like my first foray into doing indie comics myself, mm-hmm. like self-publishing. So I've been kind of uh, flirting with uh, trying to do a, like a zine concept. Okay. Um, maybe like a 12 page zine, maybe a little bit more. And then eventually um, once I get enough body of that, collect it into a digest format very similar to like archie did with the yeah. archie comics i just love that format even though it would be smaller i think it would work i think um i like I the idea of be able to take it around in your pocket yeah and like it's also like a little bit cheaper to make that so if it becomes more really successful you can be like here's a here's a regular size one now you can see the art right. a little bit better like you can know, double dip yeah it. yeah you can go but, bigger you go to the, what was it the giant size of uh, like the treasury editions yeah the yeah. treasury editions man yeah. like yeah those are cool i'm not gonna mm-hmm. tell i'm not gonna lie and say that like i haven't rebought books because i really love the art and just like oh here comes the absolute edition sure, so I, yeah. like sit down there and like really like take it in um yeah, that's, that's the name of the game. That's what you want, I would feel, mm-hmm. like, as a creator, like, you know, like, as an artist, that someone would do that. They would want to see in the bigger format and also would love to have it in a smaller format and understand that I'm not doing it. the thing. Like, we just talked about how the bigger companies are doing it by giving you all of these different crossover, 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 crossovers. It's just exhausting. give you one. Yeah, man. Just give you one package. And then maybe come out a little later with like a treasury edition that it's the same, but it's a little different, like, you know, yeah, like colorized black and white movies. Yeah. Well, it's one of the things that drives me crazy is like it, with the big two, it's like, I'll be reading Fantastic Four and like, I'm enjoying whatever run I'm on. Cause I'm not going to say like, there's not great creators in the big two and they're not making quality things, but then all of a right. sudden, like for two issues, like, Oh no, the war of the realms happened and like i'm not invested in this at all because i'm not reading thor yeah. but, like i have to read this for a minute and like all right and then move on 
And sometimes that stuff handled really well, you know. Like I think Miss Marvel handled uh Civil War II pretty well, and like it affected her book and like it still has repercussions in it now. So it felt more natural. But like I wasn't reading the main comic, I was just reading that one. Nice. I mean she takes she's in Jersey, I have to, but oh okay. No, I mean, I, I, I legitimately, like, that was one of my favorite new books. Now, where she lives? I had no yeah, idea. She's, she's from Jersey City. Well, she's basically, like, old school Peter Parker, where she's a teenage, like, nerd and has to, like, yeah. juggle, like, her superhero responsibilities with, like, her friend group and stuff. So it, it gives me, like, it, it scratches that itch where Spider-Man hasn't done never, that. Never time. knew this. when I. It's funny. I even, when I worked on the book, I never, I never, I just trying to get into like the mythology of the character yeah. and like this she's so convoluted yeah well everyone's <laughs> so, convoluted nobody is, yeah yeah but i mean like she's really like really like it's like she has no identity she even loses her identity yeah uh, like it's just like they don't know what to do with poor carol yeah hilarious but um yeah, so you know, so that that obviously. Uh, um, where can people follow you online? That way, they know when Super Chicks is available or coming out. Um, I'm gonna probably uh, set up a uh, Super Chicks something um, at some point. I really haven't decided on what I wanted to do with that because I'm not. I'm really bad at the social, the social media promoting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I do have an Instagram. Um, but I don't put all comic book stuff up on it, but I do like I, I most of the stuff I put up comic book wise is just stuff that I'm working on, like during the course of the process. Mm-hmm. So I think people, people seem to enjoy it or I just, I want to show it to people. Um, I, um, that's uh that's that my handle on that is Mars Presente. Okay. Um, so that's, that's, that's me there. Um, and that's pretty much probably what I'll be publishing like a book like Super Chicks Under, it'll be Mars okay. Presente, and I'll probably drop my name. I mean, I'm at a weird spot where, like, I've done this career uh, for, like, 20 years, and I came out the gate, and I was, like, super excited, and I worked for, like, all the big companies and worked on those, some some dream projects, and then went on and, and did an indie book. Um that image and then after that I kind of stepped away and then I kind of gradually got back into it but during the time I stepped away I started just incorporating my art into different I just started experimenting way more like with just what I was putting down like um, I started working more on coloring myself like by hand as opposed to doing things digitally um, all that stuff like you know just playing around experimentation i'll send you i'll send you what i have i'll send you some stuff so you can see what what i'm doing like it's it's fun it'll be fun i think uh people will like it um i think now we're at culture wise like with everyone being like afraid of like cancellation this and cancellation that there's i it's it's fun for me to write because i'm writing it too so it's like it's fun for me to write in like these little jabs and jokes to just see if people are paying attention. Yeah. You know? Is this your first like time writing a comic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I've always wanted to do that. I, I honestly feel like I, I probably write 
better than I draw, to be honest. But I've never really believed. I think most writers believe that they they're not really that good at writing. <laughs> so they oh, every creative see. thinks that they're terrible yeah, yeah, at whatever yeah, yeah. they're doing. I, so I you yeah. forever. Do you it's write? already come up a couple of times in this podcast, like talking to the artists and stuff. Yeah. Um, but um, well, I always felt like artists were always, yeah. even when I worked in the comics. I mean, like we we had our, I had my input, but it was like, oh yeah, yeah, Mark, that's a good idea. But that 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 this is what we're doing. Like and I'm like, well, all right. I don't see why my idea was anything not well, as good as this guy's idea. I think specifically comic book artists, you have to have a level of like being able to tell a story with like your layouts and sure. how action's going to flow from one thing to the next. Sure. So even if you're not like, I'm not going to write dialogue, like you have to have some understanding of how to tell a story. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like uh, it's a lot, a lot. I mean, I also, I also, uh, I teach a workshop here in, in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with a nonprofit here uh, called Mighty Writers, and they basically uh, they send me to schools, and I work with uh, I work with inner city kids, and I run a like a co- a cartooning workshop, and we work a lot on just all breaking down all um, parts of the story, like you know, like uh, we learn about first act structure. We looked at the three act structures. And we kind of like, I kind of trick them a little bit into breaking it up. So they would do maybe the third, first, second, you know, and then the first, last, and then see if they catch it or if they want to flip it. And sometimes by having, if you move those things around, you can kind of get a maybe a better ending or a better story. You know? Yeah. Now that makes sense. Because some like, at least when you're conceptualizing, it's kind of like nice to know where it's going to end. Yeah. And then before before you start writing, you know, in the beginning or whatever. Yeah, the beginning is the easiest part. Yeah. The end is probably the hardest to get a really good ending. But the yeah. really, really hard part is going to be your second act, the middle. Yeah, because you got to follow the, you know, the <laughs> thus this happens rule, you know, like that's because those make the best stories is like everything happens for a reason. But right. and, and usually it's because the character chose to do or say something. Sure. Uh, versus just like, all right, I need to move frodo from the wing from here so right they just go there you know like that that's not as exciting versus like yeah we I'm all know the rings great. fan i don't know why i did that i picked them because i don't yeah, have an example, it's, but well yeah. it's easy it's like we yeah. all know that the ring is bad right yeah the ring yeah is you bad. know you know where the you know and where that story it, needs to end how, yeah and yeah we know how it ends they, they physically need to bring it. one thing to yeah. this place yeah yeah but then there's all these like things that happen along the way you know but like because you like the characters you follow along yeah, we saved it. Yeah. <laughs> and they won't let you forget that, that that's what it needs to happen, that this ring has to be thrown in there because they mention it a lot. Yeah, it's only in like the title of like a million page book. I could I can't get through the books. It's too... <laughs> I I read the Lord of the Rings, the, the Fellowship the first time and like I'm like 100 pages in and they're still describing breakfast. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. But um I, I have a buddy that's really into that stuff. So he like he's like, hey. Oh my god, you gotta read the books. And I'm like, all right, I, I like the Hobbit because it's kind of simple and short, but um nice. but you know, it's like the quintessential fantasy stories. So that's just I think where my brain went. Um but yeah, I think I, I think we hit everything I was uh I, I I had prepared. Um is there anything you'd like uh, people to know uh in preparation for your appearance on May 6th? Um, 
only that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be invited again. I mean, I missed, I think you invited me last year and I missed it. Um, and then 2020, I mean, 2021. I wasn't, I, I, I didn't live on the East coast um, yeah. for a couple of years, uh, but now that I'm back, like, yeah, I'll be there. It'll be great. Listen, I know, um, I know we've had you before. I couldn't tell you what yeah. year it was ever since the mm. pandemic time makes no time sense to me anymore. Yeah. yeah. Every, it's everything simultaneously. It just happened, and it was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, I I think we, yeah, we we've we've had you before. I guess maybe it was like 2019, maybe longer than that. Yeah, it's my guess. Maybe around. It sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, looking forward to seeing you again. Part of what's fun with this is Free Comic Day is a big event that we you know we put on, and like, yeah, I don't get a chance because I have to run it. I don't get a chance to really talk to anybody. So this is kind of a nice way to be like. Oh, I can sit down and get to know you a little bit, and you know we can talk cool. comics, and that's that's half the fun. Because cool. um, usually I just kind of be like, "Hey, how's it going? Need anything?" And then move on, and I might circle back around at some point. Right, you're frantic. <laughs> yeah, there's so much that's got to happen. Granted, I yeah, we have a really good team. Like I have people that will help out, but you know, I personally don't get a chance to sit and talk to anybody. So gotcha. I, I, surprised I haven't had the idea to do this before. Um, Thanks started doing the podcast because in 2020 it was a way to like hang out with people yeah and then just been doing it ever since just because it's fun you're like hey this week we're talking about like theme parks and just that's what we're you know we're talking about jurassic park or something you know um but yeah so um what was your instagram again uh mars presente presente as in p r e-s-c-e-n-t-e yeah it's been a yeah, day uh yeah and then mars in front of it it's kind of like a pen name okay and i should have it in the description for for this uh episode yeah um, i'll send you yeah so make sure you click that and check out mark's stuff um keep an eye out for super chicks um and we'll see you guys on may 6th that sounds great all right thank you <laughs>